What's up, everybody? There was an NHL draft today, in case you didn't know. My goodness! I thought I would just hop on here and give my way-too-early analysis on some of the signings and trades and just a couple surprises from the draft. It's been a fun week or so, and we still got the free agent frenzy to look forward to. You know we gotta get to biz. You're listening to Fantasy NHL Today. Welcome in, everybody. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate that. This is Fantasy NHL Today, and I'm your host, Blake Creamer. Follow me on Twitter, at Blake Creamer SE. Go get into the Discord. All right, we got a link in the description, and you got to get over to Instagram. I'm doing some stuff over there as well. It's Fantasy NHL Today, all one word. It's a Sports Ethos presentation. Thank you. Go to sportsethos.com. All right, that's it. I won't tell you what to do anymore. I, oh, I lied. All right, please, for the love of Pete, can you give my podcast a rating? You know what? I'll take any rating you got. I'm, I'm hoping for five stars, but, you know, just be, be gentle. All right, come on. Help me get this out there to people so we can get crazy. All right? I know it's the off season too, so appreciate that. Uh, you, you're sticking with me here and listening to the show. That's awesome. Um, I'm always still so surprised when I look at the podcast statistics and see there's people all over the world listening to this. This That's crazy to me. There's people in Germany. There's people in Brazil. Shout out to my Brazilians. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. There's people in China. I, this, this makes no sense, but I love you and thank you so much for your service and your patronage. Um, I'm getting a little long in the tooth here. Honestly, I've had a lot of guests on lately and that's been awesome. I've been really enjoying that, but you know, I, I have to curb the silliness because yeah, and I don't know if anyone, if, or if everyone wants to really, you know, hear me pop off at the mouth here. So, you know, when I'm by myself, I like to kind of get a little silly and then maybe that's where you're getting here. I do have a cool announcement I'd like to make. I'm doing a giveaway. I'm, I'm giving stuff away. It's, it's excellent. It feels nice. It feels good. Pay it forward. All right, everybody, with Haley Joel Osment. All right, great movie. Check it out. But anywho, I'm doing a giveaway. That's, that's where I'm getting at uh, here. So our good friends over at Dauber Hockey have blessed me with 10 fantasy hockey packages, ultimate fantasy hockey packages. I can't believe I forgot the ultimate part. Um, this is epic stuff. Um... So let me tell you what you're going to get, all right? This is what I'm giving away. You get a 2023-24 fantasy guide, a 2023 prospect report, a 2024 midseason guide, a 2024 playoff list for your playoff pools, uh, which is excellent. I used it this year. And a 2024 subscription to Fantasy Hockey Geek. This is awesome. This is excellent stuff. For anyone that's serious about fantasy, this is really, this is what you need, right? And uh, I'm giving them away. It's awesome. So all you need to do to be entered into this contest, head over to Twitter, okay? Follow me on Twitter. That's a must. You got to follow me on Twitter. You have to like this post, all right? And uh, I've pinned it to my Twitter page. So it's the first post you'll see when you when you go to my Twitter I've pinned it, so you got to like it. You've got to retweet it. Come on, help me out. And then you have to tag one friend in the post. That's all I'm asking. Come on, help me out. And if you'll please consider rating my pod. As I mentioned before, that would help me out so much I can get this out to more people, all right? But that's all you have to do. Follow, like, retweet, tag. And uh, you'll be entered into the contest. I will be 
doing a draw, just a random draw. I'm going to announce the winners on July 9th. It's my birthday. Uh, yeah, so we'll do a birthday announcement. That'll be excellent. And then I'm going to hand these things out. It's it's awesome. This is really valuable stuff that's going to help you win at your fantasy leagues next season. So anyways, check it out. Giving away Dauber Hockey Ultimate Fantasy Hockey Package. Get to biz. Come on, get serious about your fantasy hockey. Let's win some chips. You know how we do. That's that's good stuff, all right? I use these things, uh, honestly. So I was, I was excited when Dauber, uh, Dauber Hockey reached out to me because this is something I use for uh, all my fantasy teams. It's a great resource. So definitely check that out. And we're going to get some more uh, content uh, from those beauties over at Dauber. Thank you for your service. But let's get into it. All right. There was a draft tonight. Let's do it. Really interesting stuff going on. Again, I need you to go back and you can listen to uh, the two episodes I did. One with Stephen Ellis and then one with Peter Harling over at Dauber Hockey. Uh, They gave great information on all these prospects. And there's a ton of stuff out there as well. But, um, yeah, it, it was just an interesting night there in Nashville. A couple surprises. I mean, Connor Bedard went number one. We all know that. But uh, Anaheim Ducks took Leo Carlson at number two. That's, that's a bit of a surprise because I believe um, Adam Fantilli was kind of the consensus number two. So, obviously, the Ducks found something they like in Carlson there. Hello. 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 I mean, things are things are looking good there in Anaheim, just with their with their young core. And then Fantilli goes to Columbus. They chose him third overall. He might play next year. I mean, he, he did an interview saying he's not sure what he's going to be doing next season, whether he's going to go back to college and, and try and get that championship, or if he's going to play with Columbus. But if he plays with Columbus, my God, what that that team is already a lot better with just the players they had coming back healthy next season. And you throw Fantilli in the mix, I think there's enough talent there to kind of give him some sheltered minutes. And I, I like that. So I, 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 you know, just as a hockey fan and a fantasy fan, I want to see this guy get in there and see what he can do. But obviously the, the team knows better on how to develop this man. So it's, it's, a, it's a great pickup for them, though. So Columbus is looking solid. Will Smith slides in there at number four to San Jose. And then big surprise, uh, David Reinbacher. Bonsoir. Le Canadien de Montréal. Are proud to select David. Goes uh, uh, the, the Montreal Canadiens, a bit of a reach there for Reinbach. He was the pretty much the consensus number one D-man coming out of the draft, but still, I, I, I believe, and, and it looked like a lot of other writers thought that Reinbacher could have been gotten a little bit later. So top five, pretty interesting for the Canadiens. And at this point, Mitchkov was still out there, Ryan Leonard, um, Zach Benson, you know, all consensus top 10 guys that, that didn't actually go in the top 10. So, yeah, things went off the rails after that. Um, Arizona Coyotes chose Dmitry Simishev, which I was a little bit disappointed, uh, not in the Coyotes, but that he wasn't going to be available for my Canucks at pick 11. Um, I like Simishev a lot, watching his kind of highlight package there and then just reading about him and what he brings to the table. This guy's a beast. He's a beefer. He's a beefer. He's a hot beefer sandwich. Is it still hot out there? Did you catch a game last night? Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. Um, with extra uh, horseradish. All right. That's, that's how he do. All right. Dimitri. So, yeah. Um, great pick for the Coyotes there. And then Mitchkov did slide down to pick number seven. So he's going to be a Philadelphia Flyer. So that's interesting. I read an interesting quote with Mitchkov here. Basically, um, they were talking about 
how he felt about going to a rebuilding team. And he basically just said, like, by the time he gets there, they're going to be they're going to be winning. So he's not wrong. Well, I don't know. (laughs) That might be a hot take, but. I think he's, you know, this this guy's worth the wait. Everything I've read, everything I've heard from from people that know Mitchkov's going to be a beauty. And, you know, as long as he comes over here, we're looking at pretty much a slam dunk player uh, at pick number seven for the Flyers. My goodness. Uh, Ryan Leonard was another pick I, I was interested in for the Canucks. He went at eight for the Capitals. Nate Danielson, a bit of a surprise for the Red Wings at ninth. But how do you question Stevie Iserman? You, you don't. You can't do it. But Nate Danielson seems like a pretty safe pick there at number nine. I'm not going to go through the whole list, by the way, everyone. So just some interesting pieces here. Um, at, at number 10, Dalibor Dvorsky went to St. Louis. That's an interesting pick. A bit high, just according to everything I'm reading and people I've talked to. And then my Canucks, Tom Willander. Zach Benson was on the board. Oliver Moore was there. Why did they do this? I don't know. But you know what? This is where I have to defer to the people that know what the hell they're talking about. The scouts. Like, obviously, they like this kid. But something in Vancouver. Man, if there's a Swedish player with any kind of acumen, they're going to draft him. It's, it's been this way since the Sedins. It really has. It, it's, no, it's been this way since Nasland. Oh, my God. So, uh, you know, you can't generalize a whole, you know, nationality of people. But Swedish GM... Swedish players drafting the last two rounds, you know, Sedins are still involved in the team. I don't know where I'm going with this, but Will, uh, Willander seems like a beauty. Uh, by all intents and purposes, this man seems like he's going to be a, a great player. But one thing I hate that I've, I've been reading, and, and, and time will tell, obviously, is that the Canucks are sort of drafting for um, positional need as opposed to the best player available. And just as a casual prospect fan, that's annoying. Right. I mean, you're watching your team like, come on, we got like these offensive juggernauts. Zach Benson was out there. He's been rated in, in uh, people's like people in the know. They're top five. And, and he was still there. So that, that's that's pretty rough. And then Oliver Moore to me was an exciting prospect. I just wanted to see just a guy that can skate like that. I mean, it, it's exciting stuff. So there was lots of lots of talent left on the board and they went with um, Tom Willander. So hopefully you know, they know something we don't. And I wonder, it doesn't sound like he has a very high ceiling, but the floor is really high and it sounds like a safe pick. And he's a big right-handed defenseman. So, you know, for any of you who care, that's who the Canucks drafted. And then I have to mention my boy, Daniil Butt Boot. All right. His nickname is Butt, but his last name is Boot. Right? I'm sure he's never heard that before. This is a in completely original, um, you know, nickname for the man. Joey Jojo <laughs> Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. Hey, Joey Jojo! The Neil Boot, yeah, that uh, that was a bit of a reach there. Number 12 for Arizona. Um, yeah, and, and just a couple other interesting picks. Matthew Wood went at 15 to Nashville. That's a great pick. Um, Samuel Honzek, 16 to the Flames is a nice one. And then Axel Sandin Pelica went to the Wings with the, um, the pick that the Canucks had from the Islanders. So that that's, you know, we, we got Philip Hronick. So I, our D looks a lot better. I keep saying our. I know you, you probably aren't Canucks fans, but I am. Damn it. Oh, give me. Don't 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 take this from me. All right. But yeah, um, Axel Sandin Pelica at 17. That, that would have been nice for the Canucks. Oliver Moore was still there. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's that's really it. Interesting stuff. Uh, and there were no trades in the first round. Uh, it sounds like for the first time ever. So, yeah, everybody kept their pick, and they drafted accordingly, and it was a good draft to do that. 
But anyways, that's all I had for the first round of the draft. Just some interesting pieces. Ryan Backer obviously going at five was a bit of a shocker. And then Simishev right after kind of shook up the whole top 10 there. But I digress. Um, these these players are all beauties. I don't know who's going to be making the the teams next year. Connor Bedard, I think, is a lock. He's going to be playing next year. Um, Ryan Backer sounds like he might be good to go, but who knows? Simishev, maybe? I don't know. But we'll see. Um, that people come out of the woodwork, but I mean, they're young kids. They need to be developed and, you know, we'll see what Fantilli does as well with Columbus. Anywho, let's move on. Let's, let's talk about some of the trades and signings that have gone on. And the first team I want to talk about really is basically the winners of the off season so far. How about the New Jersey Devils? We're the Devils! The Devils! What the hell got into this team? They're freaking stacked. Their top nine is ridiculous. Um, like, listen to this. Listen to their top two lines right now. Uh, well, f- actually, you know, before I get into that, let's talk about what they did. Well, first off, Jesper Bratt, they locked him up. Um, eight years, $63 million. Million dollars. This man's coming off two back-to-back 73-point seasons. Um, he, he's He's been a, a great player for the Devils. Kind of came out of nowhere last year, up this Point total by over, um, you know, doubled it, right? And he's uh, he had a very similar season last year. So I think he's still young. I think we can expect a little bit more from Brat. So that's nice. They locked him up. And then big one, Timo time. They locked up Timo Meyer eight years, $70.4 million. I love this. Um, th- this, is, this is just such an exciting player for fantasy. Obviously, Timo Myers is one of our favorites here. There's no question there. But... I, I do think his value is going to be a little bit less than what it was in San Jose because they don't need him to play 20 minutes a night, right? Timo Meyer is going to be, he's going to be more in the 17 to 19 minute range, I think, and, and definitely power play one, and, and he's playing with better players, so that should help balance it out. But I just think Timo Meyer, uh, you know, maybe some of those counting stats like the hits and, and some of the shots, just because he's not on the ice as much, might go down a little bit. But we'll see how it goes, right? And he didn't have a great productive time in New Jersey so far, but now he's locked up for eight years. He can settle in the top six. There's ridiculous. I'll get into it in a second, but yeah, love that. Love that signing Timo Meyer. That that's just really exciting. If you're a devil's fan, no question about that. They also traded Mackenzie Blackwood um, to the San Jose sharks for a six round pick in 2023. That's pretty nice. All right. So they've cleared the runway for, you know, they got Vitek Vanacek still there. And he's at a very reasonable contract, $3.4 million for the next couple seasons. And then Akira Schmid. Um, who knows what they're going to do next season? I mean, this, this kid looked great. They played him big games in the playoffs. They might, they might go to him. I don't know. I, it could be a 1A, 1B situation, I think, with Vanacek getting the bulk of the starts there. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the other way. But I do believe it's going to be a 1A, 1B situation there, not a clear number one. But both goalies, I think, will be valuable because I think New Jersey's going to slay this season. No question there. Then, on top of all that work that New Jersey did, they traded Igor Sharangovich to the Calgary Flames and received Tyler Toffoli back uh, with some other, you know, or they gave more pieces to the Flames. I'm not going to get into it fully. But basically, Sharangovich is out. Tyler Toffoli is in. They've hired Jeff Galuli. Galuli. So that is ridiculous to me. Tyler Toffoli 
had a great season last season in his own right. How about 73 points in 82 games, 34 goals, um, with ridiculous, ridiculous advanced stat numbers. Tyler Toffoli had a great season last year. There's no question there. So when all's said and done, we they, they've really solidified their team for years to come. And if you look at what New Jersey did last season, just as a team, they were fourth overall in the league in Corsi 4 per 60. So lots of shot generation, lots of shots at the net at all strengths. They were sixth in the league in goals 4 per 60. They were second in the league in expected goals 4 per 60. And how about first overall in the entire league in scoring chances 4 per 60? Love that. And then you pair that with they were 15th overall in the league in shooting percentage, right? So tons of chance, uh, chance generation, shot generation, but they were only 15th overall in the league in shot percentage, right? Now they've locked up Meyer, whose who's advanced stats are elite. Like, just look at this for, for Meyer on the season. At all strengths, shots on goal per 60, he was fifth overall in the league. Individual Corsi, four per 60, fourth overall in the league. Individual scoring chances, four per 60, fourth overall in the league. This is a man they just locked up for eight years. Oh my God. Uh, so they locked him up. Um, and then to Foley, that's the other piece here. How about these advanced stats? 11th overall in the league in shots on goal per 60, 16th overall in individual Corsi, 4 per 60, and 39th overall in individual scoring chances, 4 per 60. They did that. They locked up double T. Mr. T, Tyler Toffoli. I pity the fool that doesn't like this team next year. That's nice. You see what I did there? All right, that's 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 where I'm at. I'm tired. All right, I work today. That that's all I've got. Don't don't judge me on that. But anyways, um, yeah, they locked up Brat, who's coming off back to back 73 point seasons, like I said, and they still have Luke Hughes, Simon Nemec, and Alexander Holtz in the pipeline. Sheesh, the the window is wide open for this team in the next few seasons, unless the wheels fall off. So. New Jersey Devils, we salute you. Uh, it's been a great offseason so far. They didn't have a pick in the first round of the draft, but who the hell cares? Their, their team looks freaking stacked. You know, uh, Jack Hughes is going to be a beast next season. Nico Heischer is stepping up his game. Yeah, and sorry, I did say I would I would uh, mention this top six that they have there in New Jersey. How about this? Timo Meyer, Nico Heischer, Dawson Mercer on the first line. Yeah, yes, please. Second line, J- Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes, and Tyler Toffoli. Oh, my God. that That's obscene. That That's freaking ridiculous. Um, and they got Dougie Hamilton on the back end with Luke Hughes. Oh, man. Taste me how to duck. Taste me, taste me how to duck, duck. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this team for fantasy. This is going to be a gold mine. So I'm excited about that. Good job, New Jersey. Let's move on to another team that, that made a splash so far in the offseason. That's Columbus, Columbus Blue Jackets. They did sign uh, Damon Severson, eight years, $50 million. They uh, did a sign-and-trade for Ivan Provorov, that dingleberry. Um, So he's on the team now, the block party. That's nice. And they drafted Adam Fantilli here in the uh, the draft, as I said. So um, I've talked about this a little bit with some of the guests that I've had in the last couple shows, but I'm excited about Columbus, too, next season. They, I was excited about them this season, and then the the injuries were just just crippling. They they couldn't recover from that, and it totally makes sense, right? But this season coming up, we got a healthy Zach Wierenski, who's an elite defender in my opinion. Uh, power play one, legit power play one, elite defender, shot producer, big minute guy. Patrick Laine, he's back, all right, for a while anyway, uh, until he gets injured, but that's fine. We got Johnny Gaudreau second season there in Columbus. That's good. 
And you know we got my boy Boone Jenner. He's in there doing stuff, crushing for fantasy like he always does. Suddenly this team, to me, it's, it's looking like a potential playoff team. I mean, hot take alert. But, you know, I think they might be there. Like, maybe not make the playoffs, but in contention for, for a spot. Maybe a wild card spot next season. We'll see. Obviously, a lot of things have to go right. They got to get their goaltending sorted out because... Elvis was not in the building last year, and you know I had to, he had some personal stuff going on, and it but it was it was bad. You know they had Daniil Tarasov in there. Sheesh, no, that that show ain't no good. So hopefully they get their their goaltending sorted out. And Elvis Merlikens, I think he can be a lot better, but it was just a just a horrible year last year, and he had no help whatsoever. So we'll see what happens there. But Columbus has done some really good work. They've shored up their defense, that's for sure. And the offense is back and ready to rock. So I like that team. And I love Boone Jenner, as you all know. Uh, next up, Sean Monaghan signed a one-year deal, $2 million with the Montreal Canadiens. It's it's a nice little deal. I, I thought that was a tidy piece of work right there. Because I think I think Monaghan's got a little bit left to give here. He's only 28. I mean, obviously, you know, the injuries have been pretty brutal for him. But... You know, he that that's a young team. He's he's gonna get opportunity there. He did have 17 points in 25 games last season. That's not terrible on a pretty terrible team that he was on, right? So and he did he was getting taking reps on power play one and his minutes were back up. He was 17 minutes, 22 seconds last season. So uh, Monaghan, I think, could be yeah, it's uh, it's like a watch list guy or maybe a late round flyer or a, like a deep league option, Sean Monaghan for your for your center. But I don't know. I think you're gonna like how you feel. I don't guarantee it, but Sean Monaghan, I, I I'm glad he's back and I think he'll be he'll be good to go when um, when the season starts here and you know might be like a 50 point guy, 50 points, Sean Monaghan, maybe. I don't know. That, that, that might be a hot take. But, uh, you know, that, that's, that's how I'm feeling spicy tonight. So, Sean Monaghan, there you go. $2 million, nice piece of work. Yevgeny Dadanov also signed with Dallas. Uh, two years, $2.25 million. This guy is, he's a supplemental piece there. Uh, he's definitely come off a down season. But he definitely did play a lot better once he reached Dallas. So uh, they obviously like what they saw there. You know, he put some points on the board. He was getting some reps on power play too. I like that. And his minutes were kind of in between, you know, 13 to 17 minutes there. Ceiling. So I think, again, this is maybe a guy, just a watch list guy. If there's some injuries in the lineup, he can definitely step up and take a more offensive role. But yeah, he's, he's, not, really, he's not really moving the needle. You know, 33 points in 73 games. Yikes. Buddy, that show ain't no good, but yeah, stats were down across the board, shooting percentage, all that stuff. Not too shabby, or it was shabby, actually. Sorry, that was a, not a good reference, but uh, yeah, his shooting percentage was 6.4% last season. Oh my God. Um, his career average is 13, so that's going to regress up. He's going to shoot more. I think this is a guy that could get 50 points too, potentially 45, 50 points. Not super confident on that, but it's a nice piece for the Dallas Stars. Why am I talking so long on Evgeny uh, Dadnov? I don't know. But uh, that's, uh, I feel okay with that. And then Ivan Barbashev for the Stanley Cup champions, Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. Um, this guy basically just had a great playoffs and parlayed it into $25 million. Pretty nice. Um, you know, 18 points in 22 playoff games with Vegas. Love that. He was getting a little bit of power play too. Not really. A, like, he, he just had chemistry with his line. Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault. So, uh, maybe they like that. They want to bring the bring the boys back for another season. Obviously, it worked in the playoffs here. 
you know, his shooting percentage in the playoff was was 21%. That's a, that's a little bit high, right? That's that's ridiculous. Um, actually, he's, he's he's been in the 20s before now that I'm looking at his stats. In 80 games, a couple times in St. Louis, he had uh, well over 20%. So um, he, he can convert. So I think it's a nice signing. It's a little high. And I think for fantasy purposes, Barbashev has kind of priced himself out. I don't think he's, he's not a guy I'm going to be targeting at all. Uh, targeting at all just because you know I think there'll be expectations of him that uh, most likely he's not going to reach right but but it's it's a nice piece they just won the Stanley Cup and it makes sense let's look at a couple trades as well I just want to talk about Pittsburgh they um, acquired Riley Smith from uh, Stanley Cup champions for a 2024 third round pick that's that's excellent I've always been a big Riley Smith fan I mean, last season, you know, again, another solid season, 56 points in 78 games, including 26 goals, 30 assists, just under 17 minutes uh, time on ice. I like that. His numbers are just just solid across the board. I mean, he's, he just keeps doing it. And then he chips in 14 points in 22 games in the playoffs. So that this is a, a guy you want on your team, right? And he, he's a role player. He knows his role, and he goes out and does it. And you can also plug him into the line. You can give him some power play one if need be. Like, he can do that as well, right? But nice bounce-back season for him. Um, obviously, he was a little bit injured last season, only played 56 games. Played 78 this season, so that's nice. But, um, yeah, ni- nice piece of work there, I think. Pittsburgh is is aging. Their top six is aging, and they need to inject. Well, I say they're aging. This, <laughs> Riley Smith is thirty two, so they're, they're just adding more age uh, in there. They're distinguished gentlemen. Can your grandfather do this? Hey, ha, hoo, hey, ha, hoo, hey, ha. Oh. But I do like Riley Smith, and I think he's going to complement that top six well. And maybe he'll get some power play time, right, with the big boys. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But Riley Smith, I think he's probably good for another 50 points next season too. I am. I do have projections that I'm going to be putting out uh, prior to the season. So definitely keep an ear out for that. I'll talk a lot more about those as I get closer to completing them. Um, that's pretty much my summer job is what I'm doing. It takes a lot of work getting into this stuff, but I really enjoy doing it. So, yeah, I'll have some, some, some solid numbers to be able to present you. That's for sure. Next team I want to talk about, Colorado. They've, they did a bunch of work as well. Um, they made a great trade, in my opinion. Ross Colton from Tampa Bay goes to Colorado for a 2023 second-round pick. That's excellent. Ross Colton, this, this is a guy I'm actually pretty excited about and, and might be on a lot of people's sleepers list next season. We have to see where he's going to line up in training camp, but this is a guy, like, uh, offensive generator, no question, shot generator. Um, he just hasn't been given any opportunity. I mean, his role on Tampa Bay was kind of that third line energy grinder line, right? Um, he's coming off a 81 game, 32 point season, right? Which is not great, but he's effective out there. 188 hits. Oh my God. Roast beef. I love roast beef. And I love this man, Ross Colton. Sheesh. Um, all that in just over 12 minutes time on ice. So yeah, he, he was playing on the third line for the most of the season. Very little power play time. So I think this could be uh, an exciting... First off, I think his time on ice is going to go up. No question. I could see him getting around 16 minutes time on ice. If things go really well, we know what Jared Bednar likes to do in Colorado. He likes to play his boys. He likes to get, get them to biz. So, I mean, imagine Ross Colton with 20 minutes average time on ice the way like JT Comfer got or something like that. Or even Lekkanen or, you know, a Nuke. Like... We'll see what happens. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Ross Colton, but 
Listen to some of these stats on Ross Colton. Um, shots and goal per 60 for the season. He's 82nd overall. On the third line in Tampa Bay, not bad. Individual Corsi, 4 per 60, 80th. Oh, sorry, scratch that, 73rd. And individual scoring chances for 84th, right? And he had a comically low on-ice shooting percentage of 8.3. So that is definitely going to re- regress upwards, in my opinion, especially with the players that he's playing with, or he should get a chance to play with, right? Because I think uh, Evan Rodriguez is going to be out of Colorado as well. They'll probably... JT Confer's days are numbered there as well. So there's some room in the top six, and I think Colton's going to be their guy. So you expect that on-ice shooting percentage to go up. And with that, his points, this could be a 50-point player with ridiculous perifs, big-time perifs. So definitely a, a banger league option. I, I'm looking forward to training camp to see who he lines up with and if he gets any power play time too because maybe he goes even higher. Maybe he's a 60-point guy with ridiculous perifs. I don't know. Maybe he's a young Boone Jenner. Think about that. All right, Ross Colton. Let's get to biz. But that's great work for the Colorado Avalanche. They, they're, that's just tinkering. It's not blowing up anything. It's just a little bit of tinkering. And I, and I like the youth they're bringing in there. Um, and speaking of bringing in youth, they did not do that. They brought in Ryan Johansson uh, as well from the Nashville Predators for Alex Kachenyuk, who was you know, doing nothing on Colorado and was injured. So that's, that's a nothing move. Ryan Johansson, I am not as excited about uh, at all. This is kind of a depth piece. And I think... You know, he'll, he'll he'll probably be, maybe he gets second line. I don't know. I don't know. Probably more of a third line, power play two kind of guy, 14 minutes, 13 minutes, 14 minutes time on ice um, with maybe 40 points, 35, 40 points for Ryan Johansson. I just don't think he's there anymore. I don't think he's going to get the offensive opportunity. But he's shown in the past to be, he's, he's, a, he's a real competitor. And, you know, they obviously saw something in Rijo that they, they liked and wanted to bring to their team. So, you know, moving from Nashville, from their situation into Colorado, it's a great move for, for Johansson. And yeah, we'll see what he can do with it. But again, we've got to wait till training camp to see what happens and how everybody lines up and how it all shakes out. They also, uh, Colorado, shipped off Alex Newhook to Montreal. They got a ridiculous haul. They got a first and second round pick in 2023, plus... Yanni Fairbrother, that household name. Who the hell is Yanni Fairbrother? I don't know. Oh, my God. I should have asked those uh, prospect guys. Maybe they know who Yanni Fairbrother is. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll uh, hit them out on Twitter and see what's going on. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's nice. Newhook was not getting an opportunity here, and he absolutely will. I, obviously, if Montreal is giving up that much for Newhook, they're going to play him. So Montreal's kind of a low-key, exciting fantasy team for me, too. They're like... You know, that's, uh, that's mad. That's a little spicy. But I like Cole Caulfield. I like the professor, Mike Matheson. After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is Cincinnati by 200 points. Why, you worthless hunk of junk? Um, you know, I like Caden Gooley and Alex Newhook. I don't know. We'll see. Kirby Doc. They, they got they got a few bits and pieces there. They they got they got some stuff, and then we'll see what um, Slavkovsky can do in his second season as well. But yeah, um, interesting team regardless. And Alex Newhook is going to get a ton more opportunity there with Montreal. So nice move for him, and a tidy piece of work for the Avalanche. All right, let's talk about PLD. He's dynamite, Pierre Luc Dubois. 
Yeah, it's three years. It's time to request a trade from your team, my man. And he did so and requested a trade from Winnipeg. He's now an LA King. And that's, wow, LA is looking stacked as well. It's These type of players don't really come along. They did give up a lot, but I think it's definitely worth it to get a 25-year-old, six foot four, 214-pound beefer center. I mean, um, I, I think that this is a guy that still has runway, that still can do more. And, you know, maybe not a ton more offensively. Like, he had 63 points in 73 games last season. I think playing pretty damn well. Um, you know, his shooting percentage was reasonable. His his shots on goal per game were reasonable. He did his best work on the power play, so he had 23 power play points. He was getting top power play, but his, I mean, his time on ice was 18 minutes, 30 seconds. I don't know that in L.A. it's going to be much higher than that. So we could probably expect a similar season from PLD, but maybe it's the mental game too with PLD. If he wanted out of Winnipeg, like this is a guy that that can take over at times when when he's on his game. So now they've got this a center to play with Kevin Fiala, right? Like the second line, PLD and Fiala, and maybe Arvidsson on the right side. Sheesh, that's getting a little silly. Right, and then you know their top line is is pretty reasonable as well. But they did lose Gabe Velarde. Uh, is that that one could hurt a little bit? Obviously, Velarde, his advanced stats didn't really show out last season, but his conversion was ridiculous, and he did have kind of just a hot streak for a month there that sort of padded his numbers last season. But losing Velarde, I think, is that that's that's a bit of a big price. And then Alex Iafalo, he's he's was a big piece of kind of that you know, bottom six or middle six that they had there in LA. So that that's going to hurt as well. But when you can bring in a player of this caliber, um, you know, PLD bangs as well. He did have a down season with his hits. That's all right. But um, I expect him to get over 100 hits next season. So definitely a guy you want to target in your category leagues. But I think he's going to be reasonable in points leagues as well. I just don't think his ceiling is much more than like 70 points. I think... I. I, I was saying this on Twitter to, to somebody. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I do think at some point in his contract that he signed, he'll get he'll get over 70 points, you know? Uh, I think that's reasonable, and but I think that's about it. I don't know that he has much more than that. I'm going to have to see a little bit more from PLD. I'd like him to shoot a little bit more. Get those shots on goal per game over three. That'd be nice, and maybe some more ice time too. I don't know. We'll see if Kopitar slows down. Um, maybe PLD can take some some reps on the top line there. I don't know, and get up 19 minutes, 20 minutes time on ice. Now we're cooking with gas. You know what I'm talking about. Well done, PLD. Um, we'll see how long he lasts in LA. Again, the three-year countdown is on for him to request a trade. So we're just poking fun, my man. I know PLD is an avid listener to the to the podcast here. So, buddy, we're just joking around. All right, take it easy. All right. But it's a good trade, I think, for both teams. They got what they needed. And he signed, so yeah, I didn't even say, he, he signed, he did a sign and trade, eight years, $68 million. That's massive. So that says to me, they're going to prioritize him. He's going to get all the minutes he wants. Let's keep going. St. Louis picked up Kevin Hayes for a 2024 six-round pick, salary retention, and a bag of hockey pucks. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a nice deal there. Kevin Hayes, why do people hate Kevin Hayes? Come on, this guy... I mean, he's not, he's not, obviously he kind of wore out his welcome there with torts and I mean, who wouldn't? I'm, I'm team Hayes on this one. All right. Tort, Tortorelli, Tort, Tortellini, he's a dingus. We all, we all know this. All right. But uh, I actually like Kevin Hayes. This guy's six foot five, 216. He can do some stuff. 
You know, so I think a fresh start for him will be nice. He did have a reasonable season last year on a really terrible team. 54 points in 81 games. I think that's reasonable to get again. Um, you know, he did have 17 minutes, 30 seconds time on ice. So he was toiling away on kind of the middle six, second, third line at times, right? He, he should get second line minutes there, I would think, in St. Louis. And, and maybe some power play one. So we'll see. I don't know. He's going from one bad, te- bad team to another bad team. But... I don't know. I like the player. I think he's got more in the tank. I think he can get over 50 points again next season, but we'll see. It's for a six-round pick and salary retention. Nice. That's uh, I think that's a no-brainer for St. Louis to do that. And it sounded like there was a bigger trade that was in the works that kind of got kiboshed because of uh, Tory Krug wouldn't uh, waive his no no move clause. Which fair enough. You know he's he signed it and they signed it. So, yeah, you're going to honor it. And that's what happened. Lastly, let's talk about Chicago. Obviously, they drafted Connor Bedard, who I think, um, obviously, this man is going to be, I think he's going to be good right out the gate. We need to temper expectations on Bedard, especially because he's on Chicago. He's not going to a team with a bunch of offensive options. But Chicago did trade for Taylor Hall from Boston, and I love this move. I think it's a great move. Um, Taylor Hall really was getting lost there on Boston. They they're and I spoke on this a few times during the season is that they're kind of their middle six. They all just ate into each other's minutes. They ate into each other's opportunity. They ate into each other's power play time. And because of that, Taylor Hall only had 36 points in 61 games last season. That's pretty low. He's he's was coming off a 61 point season the the year before. So Taylor Hall's won the Hart Trophy. That's insane. That's freaking insane. And not that long ago. It was 2017. So um, this is a great move, I think, just to, to kind of help Bedard a little bit. This is shelter him. This is a guy that he's been there before. He's he's he'll he'll be able to to kind of guide Connor Bedard in a way, you know, as a former number one pick himself, right? So I like the move a lot, and I think Taylor Hall's fantasy stock goes way up. You know, he's not like a he's not going to crush next year, but I could see, I could see him getting back to the 60 point mark. That's for sure. I mean, I have to do my projections and see, but he'll obviously get power play one. He'll get all power play one. He'll get, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays 19 minutes, averages 19 minutes time on ice. Um, all with Bedard. I love that. I just think it makes a lot of sense for Taylor Hall. And I, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting. And to me, it sort of just signals that the rebuild might not be as long as initially thought, right? It's, it's going to take a while, but they've got some bits and pieces there. I, I like Seth Jones. I still like Seth Jones there. You know, so those those three right there, even Andreas Athanasiu, I mean, he's a kind of a journeyman at this point, but he's a young journeyman. He's a fast journeyman. They've, they've got a couple pieces there. Lucas Reichel, I'm interested to watch Chicago next season. Uh, that that That's going to be, yeah, obviously, anytime Bedard is in town, I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be checking out the, the kids' highlights as well, so... It's cool stuff. I'm excited, but that's really all I got. That's that's all the the trades and signings that I wanted to talk about. I just I hadn't come on here in a little while just by myself, so I'm glad I got to do that. Um, I'll definitely be hitting more content. I'm going to be doing Apples and Genos um, on Sunday night, so definitely check that out. We're going to be going over all the free agent frenzy and stuff like that. Then I'll do another episode here on Fantasy NHL Today as well, just for my own content. But the offseason has been going really good. I really appreciate all of you just, again, like I said, sticking it out with me. 
you know, giving me new follows. Like um, my numbers have actually been going up this off season and that's all thanks to you all. So I really appreciate that. Um, and I'm not just saying that, you know, I do this cause it, it honestly brings me like a, a nice bit of happiness, right? My, my favorite thing is to just talk fantasy hockey with you all and, you know, get your takes and, and, and just support you. I can't wait till the season starts. Oh man, I'm going to ramp up like a ridiculous human. Just getting, getting crazy with all the content here. Um, I can't wait to start doing some mock drafts and I'll release my projections and all that stuff. But thanks for sticking with me. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. Okay. That's it, everybody. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary. 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 Necessary